Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation this morning is taken from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30. Listen again to verse 19. Moses said to the Israelites, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life, that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and hold fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. So far, our text. The sermon this morning begins with a joke that's printed on a t-shirt. There it is, and if you can't read that, it says, there are ten kinds of people, those who understand binary and those who don't. Well, if you're smiling, if you get the joke, then you're either a computer person or a math science person. And Notice I didn't say geek or nerd, did I? Because you understand that in the binary system, the numerals 1 and 0 are actually the number 2, not the number 10. And you also know that this binary system of 1s and zeros is what makes up the operating code, the heart, the soul, the guts of every computer ever made. In other words, no binary system, no cell phones. Binary is important. Well, even though the binary system runs computers that run our world, the word binary is viewed by many as being something completely negative or worse. Because binary also refers to a world view a way of looking at life that includes absolutes and boundaries, black and white, yes and no, good and evil, right and wrong, moral and immoral. But these days, a growing number in our society will tell you that they favor a non-binary world view. They look at life through glasses that filter out and disregard absolutes and boundaries. For them, there is no black and white, just various shades of gray. Right and wrong, good and evil, moral, immoral, whether or not rules apply, well, those are gray areas, and it's up to each individual to decide for themselves. Well, that's a big debate. That's a huge debate that's going on as to whether our world is binary or non-binary. And as I was online this past week, trying to get a feel for both sides of the issue, all of a sudden I became trapped in the middle of a blog where physicists, much like you know Sheldon on TV, physicists were discussing this exact thing. You know, what they were doing is they were talking about the building blocks of the universe. Quarks, they call them. And much was my surprise when I found there was a majority of physicists 
supporting a binary view of the universe. And so one physicist talking about quarks and things even smaller than quarks said this, he said, everything in this universe, matter and energy, follows a kind of binary code where everything can be reduced to two kinds of prions, a logoson with a positive charge of 0.1666 and a primion with a negative charge of 0.1666. Do I know what any of that means? <laughs> Not a clue. I have no idea. But I do know that there are some very intelligent minds out there who believe that the universe is binary, that the universe contains absolutes and boundaries. Well, duh, of course it does. That's how God created it. And you don't need to visit a physicist's chat room to figure that out. Just go back to Genesis chapter one. What does God create? Absolutes and boundaries, darkness and light, night and day, dry land and ocean, male and female. And then God places a tree in the middle of the garden, and with the tree came other absolutes and boundaries. Believe or doubt, obey or disobey, live forever or die. You live in a binary world created by God that does contain absolutes and boundaries. Now, Imagine if this were not the case. Imagine our judicial system without the words innocent or guilty. Dale, you'd be out of a job. Okay, what a mess that would be. Imagine our educational system without the words pass or fail. Doesn't matter if you learn anything, everyone gets a diploma. Isn't that special? Imagine athletics without the words winners or losers. No scoreboard, every game a tie. Why bother? God created this binary world with clear absolutes and clear boundaries. And you know what? These are good things. These are blessings. Because a child with no boundaries is out of control. A marriage with no boundaries doesn't last very long. Sexuality with no boundaries is confusion. Religion with no boundaries worships man instead of God. Societies with no boundaries soon become footnotes in the annals of history. Our world does not run on 50 shades of the opaque, absolutes, Boundaries, that's how the absolute of all absolutes created it. Okay, well that's quite a rant to begin the sermon this morning, isn't it? And why have I done that? Why have I taken you down this path? Well, look at our text, Deuteronomy chapter 30. Guess what? It's a binary text. This is the last sermon that Moses will preach to God's people. And make no mistake about it, they are God's people. They belong to him. He loves them. And these are the children of the Israelites whom God had punished because of their golden calf disobedience. 
And now for 40 years, God has been shaping and molding these men and women and children in the Sinai wilderness. And now they're ready to cross the Jordan River to their new homes in the milk and honey promised land. But before they can make that move through Moses, God sits them down and lays before them absolutes and boundaries and choices. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, then you shall live. But if your heart turns away to worship other gods and serve them, you shall surely perish. Pretty binary. No gray area there. It's, it's black and white. Obey the Lord and live. Serve other gods and perish. Here's what I want to tell you today. You are no different than those Israelites in our text. You're not. God loves you too. God adopted you. He made you part of his family. When the Holy Spirit placed faith in your heart and made your heart his home on the day that you were baptized. God loves you. You love him. You're a Christian. And now, every single morning when the alarm goes off, you have a Jordan River to cross too. You have a decision to make. Am I going to live this day for my God and his son Jesus Christ? Or will I live this day for myself or someone or something else? That's your daily decision and choice as a member of God's family. And it's pretty black and white, isn't it? And so I say to each of you, beware the gray areas. Because that's where Satan lives. That's his bread and butter it's his home court. I mean, it is. I mean, what was the very first temptation? You remember that. What did Satan ask Eve? He said, did God really say? And the very first gray area was painted, and Eve fell for it, and Adam fell for it too. So what do we do today? You know, what do those gray areas look like today? Well, they look like this. They look like that disgusting website that you visit late at night when you think no one else is around. But what you do in private is your business, isn't it? I'll bet your spouse would disagree with that. I know God disagrees. The gray areas look like that cell phone that you used to cheat on the test last week. But everyone cheats, so it must be okay, right? The gray area looks like the reputation that you destroyed on Facebook, but they deserved it, didn't they? The gray area looks like the foul language that you use at work and in the locker room, but you just want to be one of the guys, don't you? The gray area looks like that person you could have helped last week, but you didn't help them. That's someone else's responsibility. Satan loves the gray areas. He's a master with them, and he uses them to pull you further and further from your heavenly Father until your faith finally fades away and God doesn't recognize you 
anymore. What can you do about that? What can you do about that? Because I know you desire to walk with God every day. I know you love him. If you didn't, you wouldn't be here uh, this morning. How do you fight this spiritual gray area cancer? Well, here's what you do. Every day, you place yourself in position to be spiritually successful. This is nothing new. It's not a new strategy. In fact, this is what good parents do. You know, my wife and I, when the kids were growing up, we were very purposeful in trying to place our kids in position to be successful. So, uh, one, we would read to them every chance we could. I mean, from the, from the second they came home from the hospital, instead of putting them in front of the television, we would read books to them. Two, we let them try everything under the sun, from uh, tiddlywinks to destination, imagination, every single sport uh, that's out there, because our evil plan was that we would find one place where they would excel, okay, and that would keep them so busy in middle school and high school, they'd never get into trouble. It worked, okay? And the third thing is, and we're very purposeful in this, we encourage them to have Christian friends. And we would kind of filter out the ones who weren't Christian. You know, the more Christian friends, uh, the better, because we knew how important peer group uh, is. Putting them in position to enjoy success. You can do the same in your spiritual life. Be intentional, intentional about living according to God's absolutes and boundaries. Set yourself up for spiritual success. Well, what does that look like? Looks like today. You know, come to church, just what you're doing today, because that's where God's word is. And that's where the sacraments are. And that's how the Holy Spirit connects to that heart of yours and that faith of yours. Through God's word and sacraments. Okay, that's how your faith becomes stronger and it keeps you on God's side of the street, doesn't it? You read your Bible, more connection with the Holy Spirit. You start your day or your lunch with a devotion. You find a Bible study, put yourself out there, make as many Christian friends as you can. Because Christian friends support one another. Christian friends hold each other accountable while on the journey. Follow these suggestions and the Spirit will increase the love that you have for this God of absolutes of yours. And he is a God of absolutes. He absolutely loves you. He absolutely cares about you. Count your blessings. He absolutely worries over you every day, and he absolutely forgives you in his son's name and gives you chance after second chance to set you back on your feet forgiven when you stumble and fall. So what say you on this Sunday morning? Beware the non-binary Watch out for Satan's cancerous spiritual gray areas. Through Jesus Christ, God has made you his own. You're part of his family right now here on earth. 
and one day for all eternity. He loves you. You belong to him. Love him back. Obey him. Live for him this week. It's pretty black and white. Amen. And the peace 